Hi everyone, welcome back to Slayer Layer. We're back with season two, episode three of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm Chris and I'm the total Buffy fanatic. Like, I own the comics. I'm Amanda and I watched Buffy when it first came out when I was at the babysitter's house. <laughs> um, and I've also done a rewatch within the past couple of years. And this is going to be like probably my third uh, full run through. And I'm Jen and I'm doing my first rewatch since I was watching Buffy on TV. Not at the babysitter's house though, because I think this was in like 2000. <laughs> Dude, the 90s was a crazy time. <laughs> so was, especially this Or whatever. Episode. I think this was so like I was watching. Or Yeah. So that's true. That's true. I had a protective mom. <laughs> it was. This was in 1997. So that's when Jen last saw this episode. Yeah. So that being said, I like to tell Jen the title of the episode and ask what she thinks it's going to be about based on that title. So when we watched School Hard, Jen, what did you think that episode would be about? Okay, so I thought that this was an episode about somebody who's maybe like not literate. Or like maybe Jay's brains aren't there all the way. So I was thinking maybe like a zombie or something. And they're kind of like school hard. <laughs> and then if it was a zombie, they would say school hard brains yummy. And so that's like the direction I thought this was going. It's like the Frankenstein football player thought of a, an episode name. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um I would say as someone who knew exactly what this episode was going to be and knew exactly what new characters were going to be introduced I think this episode brings really hard hey my girlfriend saw you from across the bar end type of energy um we're going to see obviously it's Spike and Drusilla. So welcome to town. The entire episode will be like vampire sexual energy <laughs> mixed in with some gangs on PCP. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the episode. <laughs> okay. So where are we? Okay. So this episode it's pretty much just like school it's like a, a fully like they never leave the school kind of episode I also love that the like overarching theme of the episode was back to school night which I feel like there isn't still that I don't know but I don't feel like I feel like back to school night was the premise of so many shows <laughs> when we were also, younger this is like episode three and they went back to school in episode one. So it seems like they're kind of behind on their back to school. <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty much just like all, we have like one scene at the bronze, but it's primarily at the school this episode. But yeah, I love how the main, 
<laughs> there's like these two competing themes of like a an evil type of ceremonial holiday that's gonna happen which is just as scary as back to school night <laughs> <laughs> for Buffy it is yeah um so we have our amazing intro which we love um and then the episode opens with um principal snyder this is a snyder heavy episode too i love it yeah and he is telling someone you can't see who yet think of me as your think of your principal as your pal there's no some say think of your principal as your pal i say think of me as your judge jury and executioner (laughs) 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 okay wait tell me about your guys's high school principal I mean, they were pretty <laughs> chill, I guess. I they knew my name. <laughs> Wait, would you have been the person in this in this office at this point? I mean, I was a constant disappointment, <laughs> but I never was like inciting acts of violence or anything. <laughs> so no, I don't think I would be in this particular conversation. Um, and I don't think I would have been like the main baddie who, yeah. And I, like my parents when they came to <laughs> whatever back to school night. So <laughs> it really wouldn't have been like an effective way of punishing me or anything. So Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. When I worked at McDonald's and the principal came through the drive-thru, though, we definitely spit in their brain. No! <laughs> oh, no! That is such a pre-COVID uh, thing to say. <laughs> I know, dude. That's true. Wow. Holy shit. You're like, they were pretty chill. But <laughs> they're still the principal. Like, what if they had been Snyder? What? would have gone into the food (laughs) (laughs) yeah one can only imagine imagine. (laughs) I just feel like he eats like canned tuna out of the can yeah (laughs) he gives that vibe (laughs) and like he's like one of those people no mayonnaise like a like one of those buckets of cottage cheese with like nothing else like no pineapple or anything like he's just (laughs) eating the cottage cheese with a spoon (laughs) That's definitely his side. <laughs> so well, and I feel like he does that because it's like tamper proof. Because like every mm. time he went to McDonald's, there was spit in the <laughs> So he just now brings his own like packaged tuna and packaged like cottage cheese. But um he is okay, so he's lecturing people. He's apparently lecturing the most troublesome students who are in the school <laughs> again it's like day two of being back in school but yes um and it's Buffy and someone that we will end up learning is named Sheila who <laughs> if it were now times would not be allowed in school anymore <laughs> couldn't believe it dude like he's basically being like I'll expel you but how is this bitch not expelled <laughs> like Buffy burned down her last school okay I thought it was I thought it was weird that he's like okay Sheila you stabbed the horticulture teacher with shears and Buffy you burned down your last school that isn't this school I'm just bringing it up it's definitely the same as what this 
other person is like, yeah. it was so weird it's definitely an injustice for sure on Buffy <laughs> like Sheila should be expelled yeah definitely um but I actually by the end of the uh, episode as we learn more about Sheila she is definitely a vibe <laughs> her life is incredible (laughs) um but yeah okay so Snyder is like you guys are the two like worst students in the school apparently you're the most violent students in the cool in the school you're not accountable to anyone or anything um you have to plan parent teacher night (laughs) just so fucking weird and like if you fuck it up you're expelled right and you would think that the stabbing would have been would have been it but I guess no parent teacher night um yeah so that kind of sets up yeah what what Buffy's gonna have to be actually battling balancing her her vampire slang with the trials and tribulations of back to school night and what that could mean for for her being grounded and for how yeah long. and Dude. like painting banners cutting <laughs> slices of vegetables <laughs> And making, making lemonade. lemonade. I feel like <laughs> that those was are her literally tasks. <laughs> she literally says banners and refreshments. And then the whole episode, she's like, work life balance. <laughs> <laughs> like, Calm down. <laughs> um, and like, everyone is helping her. <laughs> yeah, so many people are helping her. <laughs> but. Okay. Sheila is not one of them, dude. So Sheila does not take this assignment seriously. As soon as they walk out of the school, Buffy's trying to strategize like, okay, who's going to cut the vegetables? Who's going to paint the banner? And (laughs) Sheila doesn't seem to care. She's pretty preoccupied because someone who she calls meat pie is waiting to pick her up who looks like a 40-year-old metalhead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... Like, like his already... kid definitely goes to the same school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Xander and Willow inform Buffy, you know, they give a little background about Sheila. I guess they like grew up with her, but she's yeah. been smoking since the fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> and you should definitely keep sharp objects away from her, which duh, we, she got in trouble for stabbing someone. Yeah. Like, thanks. I already knew that. <laughs> so when did you guys smoke first? Ooh. like a cigarette or yeah. weed I think when I was 15 I would have definitely been like nine we still lived in Wisconsin did you guys know to inhale it because I thought I had been quote-unquote smoking cigarettes and then I met up with my other friend that was way harder than me like she <laughs> was already soaking weed like way before me and so I met up and I was like having a cigarette and she was like wait are you even inhaling and I was like wait what do you mean and then I inhaled and I started coughing <laughs> so much wow dude that's first. embarrassing when you were 50 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> wow yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I did also start smoking when I was, like, in fifth grade, would have been it. And then, like, we would go and, like, smoke in this, like, abandoned, like, silo in the woods. <laughs> okay, let's reiterate where, where, what state did you guys grow up in? Okay, that was in Wisconsin. It was in Wisconsin. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, still, still sussy. I used still- to steal my mom's, like, Marlboro lights. <laughs> Mm-hmm. that would have been the first time Ooh, um but light. yeah so I was like 
wow, is fifth grade really the sign of being bad? Because then I was like, <laughs> I think yes, it is. I, I think you guys I think have that, proven that yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it only proves it. Oh my God, dude. Oops. We're serving <laughs> Sheila energy. I actually, <laughs> since fifth grade, I, I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> we also, I didn't, I think, um, I didn't have a parent that smokes. So I didn't really have access to, I had, I don't even know how I got my first pack of cigarettes. I probably knew some creepy, I probably knew some creepy 18 year old that like was hanging out with 15 year olds that I'm sure. (laughs) I think probably you both know who it is, like them, you know, (laughs) you've met them. Dude, yeah, I feel like Jen and I went to, we were like in a bowling league. So photo every adult in our life smoked, I yes. feel like is what that statement says. Yes. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, okay. And so, you know, it's already super fucking stressful back to school night, balancing homework that she never does, the expectations of her mom. And here comes Xander to fucking put more stress on her by being like, as long as nothing bad happens, you guys should be fine. (laughs) And yeah, basically hexes them, puts the bad vibes on them for that. Um, Because immediately after he says that, you see like an old 50s car like plow into the Welcome to Sunnydale sign. Metal music starts playing super loud as a black trench-coated man steps out of the car with a vampire face and an unlit cigarette, which he lights with one hand by doing the like refillable lighter trick where he like flips it open with one hand. Um, I was soaking wet. Okay, so is he just not inhaling (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah because they can't give cpr dude they don't breathe breathe. so (laughs) how is he smoking that cigarette okay angel angel framed it as like they just don't need to oh wait okay i thought it was like it became a habit to not do it anymore because you don't have to but no you're right he literally was like i can't yeah, or else he would have said fucking air. It, like, Does that mean that they can't life. use straws? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a <laughs> I guess I don't like, know if that's the same mechanic. I don't know if that's the same It's like they need air to make words happen. <laughs> like you can't speak without air. So <laughs> that is really a flawed concept. <laughs> yeah. okay so spike gets out of his car and what does he say he says home sweet home in a british accent (laughs) yes dude soaked so i was so confused (laughs) maybe maybe it's like how like Lindsay Lohan has like lived in the Middle East and like now she has an accent, I guess. Like maybe it's like that. Like he's lived there for so long. Like now he has an accent, I guess. In public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. I was like, yeah. or, oh, I know. He was probably around when it was one of the colonies. California. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, like North America, yeah. North America. Yeah. 
god Dude. he's like i'm on i'm on soil that okay <laughs> i discovered or something i don't know i he's do old. feel like dude i'd be more likely to say home sweet home in california than i would in wisconsin mm-hmm. so maybe it's just like I've his chosen home home. Home. <laughs> now that i really think about it like he's just like he lived there for a long time yeah, yeah in sunnydale yeah yeah, and yeah he loves okay. it yeah <laughs> he's like there's one ice cream store I, i'm not someone that likes <laughs> a lot of choices <laughs> um okay then we are yeah so we're introduced to spike which i didn't realize i forgot this is a spike episode i was so excited i wrote in my notes oh my god it's spike (laughs) yes dude my notes are in all caps about it um and okay so now we go to the warehouse right um Mm -hmm. probably reminded you guys of where you smoke cigarettes when you were in fifth grade (laughs) probably not the same aesthetic um and the vampires are just chatting with baby chosen one baby steve jobs as we like to call him um and how someone needs to take the master's place Mm -hmm. come on we need a leader wearing you can tell he's serious a serious leader because of his long cardigan (laughs) (laughs) he's dressing for the job that he wants not the job he has (laughs) um but the thing is is like whoever is the new leader obviously like the slayer is going to kill them so we have to kill the slayer first and thank god it's saint vigis weekend (laughs) this weekend so that's when their power will be at its peak and long sweater guy is talking about how when he kills the slayer it'll be the greatest event since the crucifixion (laughs) Which he was there for. Which he claims to have attended. Dude, and then Spike has this amazing response to it of just, if every vampire who said they were at the crucifixion were actually there, it would have been like Woodstock. And it was such a good, they really bring him in with jokes. He's got a lot of jokes in this episode. And I looked it up. Just because I was curious. Okay, I guess the crucifixion happened a thousand nine hundred and ninety-two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that dude it was claiming that he was old as fuck. Because I was like, <laughs> how old is he supposed to be? Because I have no idea when that should happen. It's like basically thirty-two years after year zero, because year zero is when Jesus was born, and then right. he lived for thirty-two years, and then so when he he was crucified year 32 okay because that was backstory i did not have calendar is based on um, <laughs> you know in all that's backstory that the... i did not have that's backstory i didn't have I know a lot about it jen it sounds like um maybe you were there <laughs> don't exactly jen, jen was at the merch table yes <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but as of 2002 we're coming up on we're coming up on the uh 2000 2000 year anniversary of yeah show. i got up a party it was cool <laughs> is that like a special burning man <laughs> like, crucifixion man <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh 
Um, so anyway, so anyway, um, Spike calls Cap on that dude, and then he yeah. is like, "Dude, Woodstock was so dope. I fed off a flower person, and I had trip for six hours." And he, this is all before he's in, even introduced, like who the fuck he is. He yeah, just, he's like he's strolls like, in before he's like, yeah, starts to talking immediately. <laughs> Um, but one thing we learned about Spike is he's killed slayers before. He's saying mm-hmm. that he's killed slayers. Um, and while he's talking, this woman walks in who looks like she's dressed in a wedding dress, I guess. Dude, yes, she like floats in. Yes. And she's, as the British would say, she's bloody mad. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, I'm thinking this is the person who says school hard. <laughs> I was like, this is the illiterate bitch. Yeah, because she walks in talking nonsense. She's asking people about daisies if they like daisies. Okay. And then she's what a princess. Accent is her accent. <laughs> She has like a Cockney accent. It sounds like she also is from Sunnydale, but a different region because her <laughs> accent is a different type of British accent. How would you, if you were going to do a Spike accent and then a Drusilla accent, what is I would say, if I was Spike, I would say, you are a princess or you should be, li- you should be lying down. Yes. <laughs> and then if I was Drusilla, I'd be like, do you everything I love with us and dies did that sound like so it's basically like a Mary Poppins and like Bert (laughs) the chimney sweep oh my god I was gonna say Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady when she is selling flowers in the street Or for anyone that has seen the Downton movie, I sound like the actress that's afraid to do talkies because <laughs> her voice is trash. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a fucking crazy person. Apparently it is Spike's partner of some kind. They ha- are very toxic already. They, um, she... <laughs> she is not in her right mind and they keep doing weird like almost making out but not quite making out like doing that weird thing where they're putting their mouths like hella close together like like getting so close like they're gonna kiss and then realizing that they're not alone it was fucking weird it was very twisted um energy but um spike says (laughs) spike says that he'll kill the slayer because he has the biggest wrinkles (laughs) wrinkly ones he's his biggest wrinkle wrinkly ones and I love I love that phrase I'm obsessed with that phrase (laughs) and that's all I'm gonna call balls now (laughs) whoever has the biggest wrinkles the biggest wrinkles I (laughs) yeah um Drusilla and Spike are like giving um like straight vampire diaries of energy um and they like yeah Drusilla like uses her fingernail to cut Spike's face and then there's like this stream of blood and then she licks it just like (laughs) 
it is very cute it's what i feel like it's like if you go to a dinner party at machine gun kelly and megan fox's house <laughs> like i feel like that's what it's like yes, dude. <laughs> that's the energy. definitely gonna tell kids that <laughs> this is machine gun kelly <laughs> and megan fox <laughs> it's such a power play too and i feel like they are just really into BDSM culture because you can tell that mm. they would be really good at aftercare mm-hmm. too. Like they beat the shit out of each other, but then then there's aftercare. It makes them feel all close and nice. Mm-hmm. She's going to clean that face wound later, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, but it was so, it was weird because in the opening scene, I, I'm like, did, was she in the car somewhere? like where she just like wanders in to the, I'm like did you she like had to take the bus or something <laughs> like I don't understand why her arrival was so delayed but either way you can tell that there's a dynamic of like um caregiver type role that Spike is playing for her um and if there's any type of soft spot in his heart you can already kind of tell that it's her right so mm-hmm. which always opens you up to yeah danger and vulnerability i feel like big baddies should never have anything they care about because it's For sure it's, it's a bold move yeah um if spider-man teaches us anything <laughs> <laughs> and so when um uh spike tells bb steve jobs that he's like read about him he's like i've read about you <laughs> and do you guys think that there is like a vamp periodical or something <laughs> that they're writing? Like BB Steve Jobs has like a zine publication happening in that like warehouse. Like that's what dude. I think they're all. The I think that it's like it must be that they have subscriptions to all the same old texts that Giles has, right? Because is he saying, like, I read about you in that same old and timey book that talks about the anointed one? Sure. Or is it, like, I read that, like, now there's this anointed one here. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. You know? I do feel like they gather locally a lot in the show. And if they were going to organize these types of, like, larger scale attacks against... Sunnydale residence then yeah I bet that they do have like a circular that keeps <laughs> everyone informed what do you think it's called rolling bones <laughs> <laughs> rolling bone <laughs> or like blood times <laughs> undead people (laughs) (laughs) okay so meanwhile in Buffy's bedroom Buffy has on another amazing pair of matching pajama sets her fucking pajama game is so on point yeah these ones have watering cans (laughs) and flowers so I was kind of like okay must not be an angel night because she has right they're not made of silk they see yeah they're not like flannel yeah um so she hasn't shaved she but she is brushing her hair and Joyce walks in and what did she find in the mail it's 
an article or a, a flyer invitation or something or invitation something. Yeah. yeah some type of invitation to parent teacher night um that Buffy did not mention so Joyce is like you know what's going on with you and she says Joyce says we already moved once because of you getting into trouble I had to start a new business who does that <laughs> that was crazy (laughs) (laughs) and she had to start a new business of like unwrapping pottery I guess yeah because that's all you know about her business she's She's like a curator I feel like she has like a local um art gallery Mm -hmm. so no wonder Buffy doesn't invite her to parent teacher night because she is a parent that just like instead of addressing the problem will literally just move like and uproot the whole family (laughs) and leave I guess so that was really weird um but that was I guess the only reason why they moved I thought maybe they found like a cheaper house or something or I thought the divorce maybe had something to do with it but I'm sure all of that dude and it's also like it's not like she just got in trouble she like literally burned down the school (laughs) okay that wasn't proven they are saying it was mice they were saying it was mice (laughs) remember yeah like I guess chewing on electrical lights or something yeah she said it was mice smoking (laughs) (laughs) nine-year-old mice dude mice in the fifth grade (laughs) that would be ancient for (laughs) (laughs) so they'd be of age in mouth okay so in secrets of nim (laughs) (laughs) okay this she's not really in this scene but just speaking of age i need to ask do we know what the age difference between miss calendar and cordelia is like like the actresses yes dude what do you think Okay, I'll look it up, you guys. I bet yeah. that Cordelia is older than Miss Calendar. <laughs> oh, yes. Amazing. Because <laughs> it's okay. Hollywood, baby. It's Hollywood. I bet that there's only a difference of two years. Okay. Okay, while Jen looks that up, we can talk about the scene that they're in, which is school the next day. So... Buffy is getting ready for the parent-teacher conference. She's painting the sign, and Sheila is a no-show. Um, and Giles and Miss Calendar walk up, and we find out that Miss Calendar has been surfing on her computer again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she found out that this night, Saturday night, is the night of St. Vigis, um, which I guess it's like this guy, he led a crusade of vampires. I don't know if it ever became clear, like, what the significance is it's just a night to celebrate yeah so apparently it's some like famous night in like the back in um the middle east there it was like a night when like vampires would like roam on and like just cause havoc and it's like yeah something that originated from like back in the old timey's days i guess like okay okay in the middle east yeah okay so, um, Cordelia and Miss Calder are the exact same age. <laughs> we Ms. know who has older, an older month. Uh, they're in the same month. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I'm... <laughs> feeling so validated right now <laughs> and miss calendar is 
16 days older. Okay. In Hollywood, that's that's a lot years. of years in Hollywood. That's, that's yeah, the two that's years. literally that's years. the two years. Yeah. Um, she could be her mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. So that's amazing. Great. That I just needed to know. So let's I, suspend. We have to suspend our disbelief. We have to suspend. Maybe. Maybe Miss Calendar was like a prodigy because she surfs the web so much. And so she got it like graduated and got a teaching job. Would have been such a cool detail to go into about what St. Bridges is that I feel like wasn't made very clear. But um, so Buffy's stressed about this. She's like, of all the fucking weeks that vampires can roam free for one night, of course, it's the week of fucking parent teacher night. God damn it. Fuck my life. I can't handle this. Sheila's not even here. And they look up and Sheila actually just walked in and she is hungover. <laughs> I'm worried about Sheila at this point. <laughs> she is not doing well. <laughs> okay, so now we are at the bronze. Um, and we have- We're studying at the bronze. We're studying. <laughs> Dude, because Buffy has time to party and study and slay all while making banners and lemonade. Our girl can multitask. I can only relate to this scene because the night before the AP test, um, my friend were like, okay, we got to study for the AP test. It's tomorrow. My mom's going to draw me off at your house. And then we're going to, I can only study for three hours and then she's going to pick me up. And we're like, okay. So she got dropped off. And then we had to try to buy an eighth of weed because we needed to get high. <laughs> so <laughs> then, and dude, it takes so long to get weed. And then, so we were like trying to get weed. We finally get weed and we smoke. And then by the time, we're ready to study. It's been like two and a half hours. <laughs> we finally studied. And we were like, oh, we're so fucked. But then the next day, we, in our group of friends, we were the only two that passed. Nice. <laughs> but I can say that the studying, the multitasking of studying and partying is, is such a real thing. I appreciated the realism <laughs> of this scene. Um, but Buffy is like, you know, we're studying, but fuck studying. I need to dance. I just need to dance with my friends and I need to, I need to shake loose all the stress of the week. Um, and while she's dancing, Spike is circling and watching from the, pulling an angel, if yes. I must say, <laughs> um, watching her from the shadows and just like watching her do like 90s dance moves. She's like, has her arms over her head and just like swaying to the music. <laughs> Um, and then <laughs> he those are just white person dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think there hasn't been innovation in white dancing, so I think that that is so. <laughs> it's like how so they dance to like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he sends basically he sends Spike sends one of his friends. He's like go go get a bite to eat and the friend runs outside and then he walks up behind Buffy and in a British accent I felt like it was such an obvious tell because he's like where's the phone I need to call the police <laughs> there's a guy out there trying to bite someone home sweet home jolly long live the queen <laughs> but Buffy is just too preoccupied with saving someone that she runs outside 
and she saves the girl it's it's the guy it's the cardigan guy isn't it it is yeah it's trying to bite her okay and they she is like fighting and fighting him and then um xander comes out and with willow and they're like oh can we do anything and she's like i really need a steak and like xander goes back and gets one out of buffy's purse for her (laughs) dude and he before he finds the steak first he pulls out a yo-yo Dude, then he pulls... yo-yos in the Dude, then he pulls out an unwrapped tampon yes <laughs> it was not in the wrapper like she's like i just need to be if it's an emergency i can't even talk with the wrapper it's <laughs> no time no time yeah uh, and then he pulls out the steak <laughs> <laughs> um so she dusts that guy um and all of a sudden we get a slow clap. <laughs> like <laughs> an amazing dark core. Yeah. Spike walks out with a <laughs> yes. which was amazing. Um and he basically just lets her know that when Saint Vigis happens, like I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you on Saturday, basically. Um, and she also learns his name because while she's dusting the guy. The guy is like, Spike, can I get a hand? And so she's learned, she's heard about what Miss Calendar was talking about, St. Bitches, and she hears this dude Spike's name, right? So yeah. um, it's kind of giving us like an idea of how Spike is different than some of these like lesser character vampires that we've seen in the past because he was not even going to take the two-on-one advantage of trying to attack Buffy. He's literally just there to vet her and get an idea of what her fighting looks like because he has a more intentional plan of moving along to try and kill her and it's just like a step ahead of the other evil vampires which i really appreciate it because i crush on spike hard watch that movie from the 90s i think it's from the 90s and it's called um like welcome to the dollhouse is that okay that's the one yes i think i saw it when it was like on tv (laughs) okay like back in the day i know i feel like it was on like amc back in the day dude i feel like on tv you would have missed some of the more (laughs) (laughs) it's like a main like part of that movie is that the girl is gonna get raved right yeah Yeah. no they didn't they yeah wow (laughs) it was before the ratings were in the um, meet me Thursday back by the dumpsters because I'm gonna rape you and it was the 90s so it was like ha ha <laughs> like yeah it was like I endearing I guess I wow know, it's really this weird this came out in 1995 95 yeah yes um, I do not think I've ever seen it don't the little, watch like, it trailers <laughs> don't playing, watch it and it is already not I'm already uncomfortable like the front (laughs) cover of it the title welcome to the dollhouse is made as if like a serial killer gave you a note (laughs) where all the letters are pasted (laughs) on like pasted on so I'm already uncomfortable yeah I feel like Spike is giving welcome to the dollhouse energy because he's like uh meet me on Saturday where I'm gonna kill you and it just made me think of this movie and you're right it is weird <laughs> I'm entranced I'm entranced I need to take it away from my screen yeah no one wa- this is not a recommendation <laughs> no one should watch it 
<laughs> None of the writers or the producers of the show agree with the views expressed by Welcome to the Dollhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then we get kind of like a flash to what Sheila is doing. She definitely also grew up watching Welcome to the Dollhouse because she is walking outside of a bar. A high it's called the fish tank. Dude. The fish tank, right. <laughs> and she's walking with two shirtless daddies. Yeah, that she's have about abs. to get a train right now. She's about to get a train. They are both shirtless, but they have vests, like jean vests on, and yeah. they fuck. Like, you can just tell that they fuck. And I feel like they have flannels, like, tied around their waist. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely fuck and they Eiffel Tower chicks together like they go to bars to look for chicks that are in the Cadillacs because she is walking being like you guys better not be lying about the Cadillac the feel of the leather makes me want to and then all of a sudden she looks around and they both disappeared and Spike is in front of her but she's still so horny from the thought of the Cadillac that she like follows him and I mean he's also hot so I mean, it was and like it was a downgrade. Like made of leather. <laughs> and he has yes. a British accent, like a Sunnydale British accent. Which is amazing. <laughs> um, so she fought. So that's kind of like where we're seeing, like, you know, you can tell that Sheila, you know, if she shows up to help Buffy tomorrow, she will be sore. Her vagina will be sore. You know, if she shows up at all, she will be hungover. <laughs> um, meanwhile, at the library, the gang is trying to figure out the you know the tidbits that Buffy got during her fight it's like who is this spike person and (laughs) from the shadow (laughs) Angel walks in and I have in my notes David Boreanaz fuck me (laughs) (laughs) because he just melts in from the shadow (laughs) and he is hot as ever I don't know what it is I think it's because he has on an actual human outfit instead of just a wife beater like he has on an actual outfit and I'm like you clean up so good he looks so good he looks amazing um and he's like oh spike once he starts something he doesn't stop until everything in his path is dead and right when people start to ask follow-up questions he's gone he yeah, irish like the exits the fuck like, out <laughs> yeah going back and forth. there's like smoke like cartoon smoke rings dude no he, before he left he went straight from saying like yeah spike is gonna destroy you and everything you love <laughs> and then buffy asks him not about that right right but you said you were gonna be at the bronze and i didn't see you there he was like you said you might go yes <laughs> so he had time to clarify that <laughs> like some and... cute like flirting banter for sure that was probably like the cutest little flirt banter they've had that dude wasn't... no the best part was when willow does the math and realizes that if he's been dating for 200 years that means he's laid dick at least 400 times <laughs> and it's like fuck yeah he <laughs> dude and that's conservative i feel like he yeah he also fucks dude he cleans up so well he definitely lays like, dick he's yes, laid dick for 200 it does years. seem like it's been a while though oh okay well let's put a pin in that okay actually. <laughs> <laughs> we will 
eventually talk about Angel's body count, but it shouldn't be today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... um, And then we go to, like, the most terrifying scene of the whole show. (laughs) Okay, lay it out. Where are we? Where are we? Paint a picture. So all of a sudden it pans, and there is, like, a small TV just stuck on, like, the fuzzy channel (laughs) of, like, static. And then this like dresser covered in little dolls that have their that have little like red fabric covering their eyes like blindfolds yeah little blindfolds <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our like total psycho drusilla who i guess they call drew she has a nickname yes. yeah and she is like scolding one of the dolls and like turning them around. <laughs> like, now you don't get to watch. And then you kind of pan out further, and there's like Sheila strapped strapped up, like roped up with her arms over her head, just stuck there. Um, yeah. And then Spike is like, please eat something, you know, because <laughs> it seems like this bitch is always like, I'm not hungry, you know. <laughs> she just maybe she's going through something, <laughs> she or she has anorexic. like vampire consumption or something. Dude, yeah, <laughs> he's literally like, he's like the hell mouth will restore you, like old timey going to the ocean for that Mm. like restorative ocean (laughs) air but if you're a vampire that means an open pit towards hell Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm. dude and I was thinking if I had the same logic like if Spike tripped for six hours when he ate a flower child I feel like Drew is gonna be high on meth if she (laughs) eats Sheila because Sheila is fucked up it's the holistic way of doing that so I feel like like it's been filtered through a liver already yeah so exactly it's like pure okay. exactly um okay so then we flash back to the library the gang is preparing weapons and this is where we have the amazing scene of Buffy preparing her vegetable platter using a machete <laughs> because oh my god it's the night it's parent teacher night this is it it's the dreaded the dreaded night where parents meet teachers yeah and she's gotta like get her veggie plate ready but also get her weapons ready Mm -hmm. so two birds one stone and giles finds william the bloody (laughs) lol (laughs) <laughs> who tortured his victims with railroad spikes. I feel like so they call him Bloody Bill. <laughs> <laughs> like because he's British, dude. I was literally going to say only cowboys would be called Bloody Bill. <laughs> he's British. Okay, Bloody wait, so, Will, this, so what you're talking about is something that happened. Because to me, I guess, whatever when I heard railroad spikes, I totally pictured the wild, wild west. Cause okay. I don't know. That's just the, not like they don't have fucking railroads. Say like that is just like where railroads exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we got to California. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting um, turn on events too. Cause I feel like a railroad spike could also be called a stake. So oh. like killing people with a stake. It's like an interesting thing for a vampy to do. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and we find out that he's young. He's barely 200. Um, and he's fought two slayers in the last century and he's killed them both. And he does, Giles makes a statement where he's like about two, he's about 200 years old, which is not even as old as Angel. Mm -hmm. So they're like close in age, it sounds like, but not like probably the same as Cordelia and Miss Callender. (laughs) 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 It's what Giles is telling us. Right, right. But a couple of months for a century is like, that means that Angel is like 200 and 50 or something yeah, <laughs> but he says 249 right right well because otherwise it'd be creepy that he's dating a 16 year old so he tries to make it young make himself younger um meanwhile buffy is trying to keep snyder away from joyce at all costs um but inevitably they end up meeting towards the end of the night snyder takes joyce into his office and joyce comes back pissed she's like <laughs> no get in the car we're going home and snyder proceeds to start turning off the lights while people are still eating and conversing (laughs) i love it it's like it's time to fucking leave (laughs) um and as soon as he turns off the lights vampires immediately burst through i guess like the school has like a veranda like just a large wall of yeah like a picture window (laughs) yeah and vampires just completely bust in and immediately you know that someone's parents are gonna die tonight (laughs) (laughs) um and so people start running Buffy kind of like takes the lead of like you know come this way follow me type of deal um and the vampires chase the group like chase the group of people that are still there around the school um Giles sends Xander to go find Angel to kind of come and help. And um, Snyder all along is kind of trying to say that it must be a gang of people on PCP. (laughs) I thought that PCP would be like a way bigger thing in my life than it is. (laughs) I feel like in the 90s, there was always headlines about someone on PCP doing something. (laughs) It's less prevalent than it was back then, I guess. Do you guys remember when that whole like bath salts thing happened? <laughs> yeah, that was and, an like, epidemic. Yeah, yes. and like everyone thought that that guy was a zombie because yes. there was like pictures of him like biting people. Um, they were like, he's eating people's faces. That's what I remember. <laughs> it was Florida that. man. It was yes. Florida man. <laughs> Yeah, that I think that's if this happened now, the principal would be saying bath salts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is it. So now we kind of get our like a lot of our characters are split up into these like different rooms, and so we can kind of get a um, you know, kind of like a setup that way. So we have the science room which I think is where right now Buffy is with Principal Snyder, her mom, Joyce, and just some other like rando possible yeah, like four parents. Other We're not parents. sure. <laughs> yeah. And then Miss um, Callender and Giles are in the library and that's where Xander just was, but they had him go like Amanda had said, because I guess there's like a secret passageway, like behind the stacks <laughs> to get out, which is super badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of like hallway 
stuff going on. So that's where like a lot of the vamps are kind of in the hallways and that's where Spike is. And there's also some shenanigans outside. So there's some like vamps outside too and like the front yard of the school. And and Willow oh, and, and, and Cordelia <laughs> are in a broom closet because that is where they run and hide. Um, and so, yeah, so we kind of have like these different locations where things are going down. Um, and then Buffy is kind of trying to tell everyone and her mom and Principal Snyder, like, you guys have to just stay in this room. Like, let me handle this. Like, stay here. And she straight up like does a pull up into the ceiling <laughs> and is like, don't worry, mom, I'll be fine. <laughs> and Joyce's response to that is like, I know you've been in fights, but like, this is a gang on PCP. I don't know. I don't know if the fights that you've gotten into could really prepare you <laughs> to take on this thing. But then Buffy does pull up into the ceiling and it's yeah. like, okay. I would trust anyone this, who did this. a pull. Anybody who's like, I got this. It doesn't pull up into the ceiling. I'd be like, they got this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not. I would feel it. comforted by that. <laughs> and so Buffy travels by ceiling to the library, mm-hmm. which she like, I guess, knows the layout of the school like the so layout. well <laughs> that she can get to it maybe that's one of her powers wait um, didn't they go into the ceiling to find the the girl that was con- the invisible the, girl yeah so Fair i think Danes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't their first ceiling rodeo <laughs> she knows yeah. the ceilings and she kind of like busts out of the ceiling into the library because mm-hmm. that's where all her weapons are that she's already prepared. And so she's just like stuffing weapons like into a bag. And she's like just telling Giles and Miss Calendar, like, this is my plan, stuffing these into my bag, like, you know, stay here. Um, and it was actually really nice. There was this really nice moment where before she kind of dropped into the library, Giles was like, I have to go out there. Like I'm the watcher and like, she's my responsibility. And so I have to go basically being like, I need, I'm going to go die because there's <laughs> yeah. hell vamps and he does not have power. We never <laughs> see him training in these montages. Um, and so <laughs> he basically it's like okay cool I don't have to go out there now Buffy can do it um and so she's like yeah I'm gonna take these ones out in the hallway and then I need you to like save my mom um and Giles is like no I need to go with you and Buffy's like no like you have to save my mom (laughs) it's very nice yeah um so Buffy is dusting vampires that are trying to get into the classroom with Snyder and her mom and the parents when all of a sudden Sheila shows up um and thank goodness she's down to help she immediately grabs an axe she's like fucking finally this bitch (laughs) yes dude (laughs) um so that's kind of where we leave Buffy and then we go to the hallway where Angel shows up in full vampire face and he's holding a struggling Xander and uh, Spike turns around and is like, Angelus, I'll be damned, <laughs> which I thought was so funny because you are. 
<laughs> so that was amazing. Um, and they totally hug. They do like a bro hug. Like, yeah. dude, good to fucking see you, man. Um, and Angel is like, I always taught you to guard your perimeter. So you immediately are like, not only do they know each other from like the vampire circular, but they have a history. Um, And, you know, they're just kind of shooting the shit, catching up. Spike's like, dude, what's up with the Slayer? Like, if you've been here all along, like, why is she still alive, basically? And Angel's like, oh, you know, like, I've been using the I'm all tortured act, like, you know, da 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 da, and Spike is like, "Wow, people still fall for that Anne Rice routine." <laughs> yes, dude, which was so amazing. <laughs> so we, as a viewer, are like, "Oh my god, it was all an act." No wonder he hasn't laid down yet because he's not actually into her. <laughs> it's all been an act. <laughs> um, and even Xander's calling out, like, "I knew you were lying this whole time." Um. And then Spike starts to get a little bit sus of Angel. He's like, okay, like, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you can act, but not that good. Like, come on. Um, But Angel's like, no, man, like, let's kill the Slayer together. Let's drink to it. And they both start leaning over Xander, but they're leaning over so sexually with their mouths (laughs) open. I totally thought they were going to kiss. I guess I wanted them to. That's Spike style. That's why he does it that way with Drew, too. (laughs) (laughs) But all of a sudden, Spike punches Angel in the face. And he's like, you are my sire, man. You are my Yoda. What else did you call him? (laughs) He definitely calls him an Uncle Tom. He does. does. It's really fucking inappropriate. It's not okay. Excessive. It wasn't okay. Yeah, it took it a little far with that one. <laughs> um, yes, and Angel is so shocked to be called that that him and Xander run away. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, I wow. am not getting canceled. Yeah, <laughs> so he immediately like, really haven't away. been around lately. I guess <laughs> he's like that lit- is like not the newest literature. That's like you're too old. You're kind of living in the past with that. Yeah, rhetoric. exactly. <laughs> So they run away and Spike turns around and there's Buffy. Um, And so then, of course, there's an amazing fight scene between Spike and Buffy. Um, I feel like there was a lot of jumping. It just felt very, like, acrobatic, (laughs) this one. (laughs) Um, Side note that by this time, Sheila has already shown that she also is a vampire, but she's run away. So, yeah, I was bummed out by that, even though I knew mm-hmm. that that was cool, that she was dead and that like once you're made into a vampire, you lose your soul and you are literally a demon instead of a human being. I still thought she was going to like help Buffy take some people out first. I was like, this would be such a cool moment for them to have a little a little buddy kills the undead together moment before having to get taken out herself. But no, she had a more standard plot of just being a vampire and then getting <laughs> dusted. So can we talk about how, like what be like, it means that angel sired spike. Okay. Yes, it's the masculine version of when they are damned. <laughs> it's, what it, it's what it means. 
<laughs> okay, no. So that means that some uh, around 200 years ago, um, Spike was either a victim of Angel or in his more vampy nature, Angelus, or that he was like, a willing participant in getting vampirified um and that would mean that angel sucked his blood and then like baby birded him some of his own blood to get him to make the change and then it sounds like he also mentored him which i doesn't really seem like that is a normal part of the process but it sounds like he was teaching spike how to murder many humans at once by keeping your perimeter covered (laughs) (laughs) and so basically when you sire someone you're you make them a vampire totally you're their creator yeah you're their yoda basically yeah yeah (laughs) and that's it that's all that's where the comparison stops (laughs) (laughs) it's such a weird basket of references yeah (laughs) i mean it's like he's been around for a long time there's a lot going on there's a lot going on you know he's mixing up his i think he doesn't know what is appropriate (laughs) Um, Um, context there also did your guys's high schools have fire axes (laughs) no no just hoses with the glass just hoses with the glass yeah so it seems like there's multiple here because we see spike use one and sheila grabs an axe so it's like how many any fire axes it seems like a problem dude they literally <laughs> didn't expel this bitch who like stabbed her teacher <laughs> these vampies ate students ate the principal <laughs> last year there's axes just and there's everywhere. just axes around <laughs> it seems like a huge problem <laughs> um so we have a sired spike um, he is fighting someone who would like to be sired by Angel Buffy. <laughs> um, and they're doing their jump, their jump kicks, and he totally fucking socks up Buffy so good in the stomach. It was fucking crazy. Um, he socks her up good. She's even like on the ground. And then out of nowhere comes Joyce with some strong Molly Weasley energy. Yes. <laughs> and she bashes him in the back of the head with one of these axes. It's like another axe. Another axe. And she says, get, get the hell away from my daughter. And Spike totally runs away. <laughs> Dude, he's had enough um, angry moms. Because earlier in the episode, Spike also says that he only likes veal (laughs) when he like doesn't eat that man who maybe Mm -hmm. is like 35 (laughs) and he's like i only like veal and i feel like veal is baby (laughs) (laughs) he's already kind of set the tone that he likes young flesh and so yeah i bet he gets chased out by many angry moms so he was like fuck this i'm bouncing (laughs) um so spike runs away like a little bitch and buffy and joyce hug you know they she's like okay maybe you have 
bad grades and you burned down a school, but I love you. You're still my daughter. Yeah. And she's like, you're badass. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. She's like, dude, yeah. When she hit the fan, you like took control. Mm-hmm. You like went out of your way to protect other people mm-hmm. and you like did it. You, you like, threw a desk chair one handed. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, I know you're going to be okay. And like, that's going to help me sleep at night. It was actually really nice. Yeah. She's and it's like, like, everyone has different strengths and yours is not cool (laughs) (laughs) you have pretty privilege so I guess just utilize that (laughs) it's nice too because I feel like Joyce has a history of super just like super calling Buffy a disappointment and like super siding with Principal Snyder who like really takes that concept of like oh students say there's always someone out to get them and this being one of those yeah dude (laughs) like sometimes sometimes they really are sometimes your principal wants to be your executioner and (laughs) like parents just side with them anyway so it was really nice to see yeah how much Joyce defended her against Snyder and now she has some like context for Buffy's future at the school and then also they were all escaping and Joyce like turned around to go find Buffy and legit helped her out. She was having a bit of a struggle with Spike and what does every Slayer need? Their mom with an ax to get them out of issues with vampires. So did you guys get any energy that like maybe Joyce and Snyder are gonna fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I think that Snyder is like, I imagine him as like having a smooth, like a Barbie, like a smooth, (laughs) I don't don't feel any sexual energy from him. They were like arguing in like with their faces close to each other in a way that seemed like it could turn into. Like a fight me or fuck me situation. Yeah. Okay. I want to say that they're, she does fuck a character at some point in the show. Mm-hmm. There are several unexpected sexual couplings between characters who were in this episode. Oh, exciting. That okay. will come along okay. throughout yeah, our watch, but just I do wait. not want to confirm. Snyder. Yeah, I won't confirm or deny Snyder being one part. I mean, Joyce <laughs> might have to get on her knees to stop Buffy from being expelled (laughs) it seems like a Forrest Gump situation (laughs) so who knows (laughs) oh my god so everybody escapes I mean not everybody the main characters with plot armor escape um and then the useless Sunnydale cops show up they find dead bodies but they have no obviously as always, they have no leads <laughs> on who the PCP gang members were. Um, but we have this weird little aside moment with like the cop and Snyder where he's like, okay, I got to tell the media's here. I got to tell him something. Should we just go with the usual PCP gang story? And Snyder's like, what? What were you thinking? Like the truth? And in typical cop fashion, the cops like, fuck no, I'm going to tell this fake, <laughs> this fake story. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of weird and interesting. 
Um, and we find out that Willow and Cordelia spend the night in the broom closet because everyone has forgotten about them. (laughs) They did have like, they had very few on-screen moments, but Mm -hmm. they did such a good job as actors in the broom closet reacting to like what it would be like to have all, to think that you were going to die. It was one of the more believable these characters think they're gonna die performances and I couldn't believe it was just like fucking Willow and Cordelia in a broom closet it could have been so campy and they really acted the shit out of it mm-hmm. it was incredible that. they wanted that Emmy dude I would give it to them <laughs> they earned it um and then the closing scene of this episode so iconic it was amazing I forgot about this um <laughs> Spike goes back to the warehouse he tells the annoying one like look my bad you know I it was premature uh I tried to jump her on a Thursday I know we we're supposed to wait till Saturday like my bad but then he's like on second thought and he takes baby annoying one and throws him over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes <laughs> and carries him to this metal cage locks him up inside and then lifts him into the sunlight and just kills the anointed one like that's it it was so anticlimactic yeah <laughs> And I thought it was interesting that the anointed one did not have bones, like the master bone. <laughs> he just was dust. He just dusted away. It's like a vampire version of the baby's soft spot. They don't get bones <laughs> until <laughs> a couple hundred years. <laughs> until they've lost all their hair and they wear leather. Yeah. Yes, until they have wrinkles. Dude. Until they're they like full wrinkles. Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> dude and that's the end of the anointed one he's gone and it seems like spike is he's back home he's home sweet home and he's making his own rules so yes dude a little less ritual and a little more fun is what we can expect from spike Mm -hmm. he's all party for sure yeah yes he says this comment of like oh i normally don't have a problem with slayers because they normally don't have like a family and friends Mm -hmm. and so it sounds like he's Buffy's kind of like Harry Potter where she is saved by love mother Mm -hmm. lovely love (laughs) definitely in this episode (laughs) and just like by having friends who have her back her two besties yeah what year did the first Harry Potter come out because literally Xander is Ron because he's fucking dumb and then Willow is Hermione. And then Joyce definitely just said, get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> like basically yeah, the dude. same shit. <laughs> I think that she ripped off Buffy for sure. Okay, dude. So this episode came out in 1997. And the first Harry Potter book also came out in 1997. Mm, so probably not. So... Mm. She could have been inspired by season one. That's true. And that doesn't happen until the last book. So Mm -hmm. it does seem like she was part of it. Yeah. Joss Whedon would have definitely, now that we know about Joss Whedon, it would make sense that J.K. Rowling would be inspired by him. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) anyways. That's it. That's where the episode ends. Goodbye to the master. 
the it was a, the so we had one. like um, a pretty high death count for a Buffy episode, Ooh. especially for like episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have four vamps killed. Mm-hmm. Buffy kills all of them mm-hmm. except for spike who kills the anointed one who's like technically a vamp we had talked mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. um and spike kills four humans mm-hmm. or no three humans and the anointed one so that's pretty crazy i mm-hmm. can't tell if when he kills them because he snaps that guy's neck mm-hmm. in the um school mm-hmm. and then those two guys who were mm-hmm. gonna like run a train on sheila mm-hmm. i don't know if he like bl- bloods them like are they veal enough or did he also <laughs> snap their necks? they did have young tight six packs so i think <laughs> maybe they were veal enough okay yeah i wasn't sure about that um, and then there's one person who's outside dead on the ground and he's killed <laughs> by just like the outside vamps, I guess. Yeah. 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 So it's pretty high death count. This was a pretty um, violent episode. There was, was a lot of scary, fight, a lot of fight scenes in this one for sure. Yeah. It was one of the more intense, definitely had a different energy. But yeah, yeah, that's it. And if our pattern holds true, that means the next episode should be a Goosebumpsy episode. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I think, yeah. So when we come back for season two, episode four, we will be talking about Inca Mummy Girl. Oh, okay. That does sound like a... Which I do think will hold true episode. to the pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, until then, thanks everyone. Wow, it sounds like a problematic episode. <laughs> it does. It will be. It will be. Okay, so something to look forward to. On that note, thanks for joining me. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> thanks. Bye. This episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and me, Jen Rath. It was also edited by me, Jen Brath. Our theme music is by James Massa and my husband, Daniel Nico. And our cover art is by our super badass friend, Caitlin Deering. Thanks everyone for listening. 